0: The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at win winbet. That's win winbet. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs. Exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host Sean Stack in the Money Green with my fellow diehards Rob and Justin. The Eagles get the win, 48-22 over the Giants. For me, it was just it was awesome because it did seem like that that horrible game Jalen Hurts had against the uh, Giants last year. That was like the last box to check on his revenge tour, doing all the stuff that you know people say he couldn't do he couldn't you know he couldn't win throwing the ball he, he can't uh you know get better as a passer and yet he did uh just a dominating win top to bottom uh 48-22 probably not even that close honestly uh he looked amazing for me the thing that stood out of the game though is how good this defensive line is playing the eagles right now have five guys with six or more sacks And I think they have like a crazy streak of like um, most sacks in seven games. I mean, the Eagles have had really, really good defensive lines over the years. And, and this might be one of the best.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I mean, if you look at what we got right now, I mean, um, especially on the defensive end. I mean, uh, I think Graham is the highest PFF rating out of the, out of sweat and Reddick, But I mean, Sweat is coming around, starting to make sacks, uh, which I, I know Ryan was saying last week. Uh, he, he thought there was no way that sacks were going to take place, you know, from the defensive ends. And immediately, Sweat had a sack, I think, on uh, that first drive that the Giants had, and then Reddit quickly followed it up as well. So uh, it's been nice to see. I agree with you.
2: Yeah, especially with the speed of Dimes, it's amazing they got him.
0: <laughs> it really, and uh, it was great. Kramer guaranteed that the giants wouldn't put up, uh, wouldn't allow 31 points. And, and of course they did, uh, you know, pretty just hilarious ass kicking by the Eagles of the giants giants, looking ahead with this big matchup of the commanders thinking that's how they're going to get into the playoffs. But I mean, Jalen did it, uh, in the air. I mean, you know, miles had an amazing game. He's, he's been dominant as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I agree, and and I think last week I talked about going into the game who would have the better game and, and who's arguably had the better career, Miles Sanders or uh, Saquon Barkley. And, um you know, looking at the stats from this week, it wasn't even a contest. I mean, Miles Sanders had 17 uh, carries for 144 yards, two TDs again, um, 8.5 yards a carry. So, I mean, a hell of a game for Miles. Um, you know, it, having a great season so far. Um, Saquon, only nine carries for 28 yards. So, you know, you could argue it was equally a statement game for Miles Sanders, kind of a little coming out party against, uh, you know, fellow Penn State or Saquon. Um, you know, and I think that leads to the question for you guys. Are you, you know, I know we've talked about many times, we don't, you know, it's not worth giving a running back a big uh, contract, you know, we we laugh at the Cowboys for paying Zeke. Are you considering re-signing Miles after this year? Are are you giving him a deal?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean I mean I, I think go for it, Sean.
0: Yeah, no, I I love Miles and this is awesome. He's having a career year. I think it's just with the draft capital the Eagles have with the fact that we're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. Again, Justin and I locked him up at a very advantageous price, so shout out to
1: us. <laughs> um I
0: just don't think there's going to be any room to pay miles Sanders. Like he's almost playing himself off the Eagles roster for next year because he's going to go to the free market. And you know, his agent's going to be like, dude, you have to pay him like a top five running back. And there's just no way the Eagles are going to spend a ton of money on a, on a running back in the second contract.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, Luckily, I'd say a top five running back isn't that expensive compared to other positions in the league. But yeah, even in, even with that money, Sean, I think you could be correct. Uh, I think it would really just matter, obviously, what how much you got to pay him, and I think it would end up being a little bit too much with the needs that we have. That being said, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it is a bit concerning because you see. Flashes of Gainwell, but uh, you could definitely tell that Sanders is the, is the premier back, and it's not just because he's getting more carries; he's just better than than what we have between Gainwell and and Scott. So, um it would be it will be interesting to see what happens next year, especially if we don't have Sanders in the mix, uh, getting us the yards that we've been getting.
2: Yeah, and I failed to mention. I mean, he does now have a thousand yards on the season too. Uh, he's stayed healthy this year and more importantly he's he's protected the ball in terms of turnovers um you know it's an interesting one i, I agree I, I am not inclined to spend a lot of money on a running back i would love to see if we could get him back on a team friendly deal you know see where he could get but you know my hunch is if you're miles you got to you probably got to take the deal where you can get it running backs generally have a pretty short life in the nfl as it is so I, I fear, like you guys, with the you know, Sean's ready to pay hurt sixty million if it if it has to if he has. Well, to I mean, we'll be lucky point.
0: to get off of sixty million.
2: Yeah, there you go. A year, by the way. Yeah. Um, You know, I just think there might be a casualty in the, in the cap, and that could be Sanders. So we may end up having to take a running back, maybe in the second or third. Because I agree, I don't think. Gainwell has showed us enough to to you know th- to prove that he could just be the guy. Um, so I think we're going to be going in the draft for that position.
0: Yeah, I mean we know Howie Roseman. If you said to Howie Roseman, "Do you want to pay Miles Sanders forty million guaranteed or 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 whatever the contract would end up being, or use a third round pick on you know some sort of running back at a South Dakota State or whatever sort of random school?" There's no way we're resigning him. I mean, I like Miles. I just we have so many weapons right now.
1: With that being said, I do like what Steichen's been able to do with uh, Miles. Now, I mean, if you notice the past few games, he's been catching a little bit more, which is nice to see. Um, I think it was like, what, like four games ago, there was that that wheel route that where we were able to get the flag because Miles uh, was able to get some. Um, <clears throat> uh, get the guy to to, uh, you know, run into them. But anyways, with that said, um, the offensive play calling, it, it has been nice to see. Um, it was all, it was nice to see this past week, especially them change up the QB sneak uh, and get the ball to miles there, which was, which was great. Um, the other thing that I found interesting is, and I forget who posted this. I think I saw it on Reddit though, is that like we ran the same play three times in a row at one point, And it, it kind of makes me think: um, Are 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 we starting to think ahead? Are we trying not to show too much now um, with what we have going on? And the other concern I have there is uh, if if things keep going the way they are, I mean Steichen is probably going to be out next season. Unfortunately, somebody's going to have to pick him up.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it does seem like we might, and obviously getting super far ahead of ourselves, but we could very well lose both uh, our offensive and defensive coordinator in the off season. And I, uh, you know, that would be a massive blow. Steichen the fact that everyone knows he's calling plays and the way the offense has looked and the fact that Jalen hurts has taken this jump from his first year as a starter to his second year as a starter. There's no way he's coming back. I mean, if I'm the chargers, I'm throwing a ton of money at Shane Steichen, who already has a connection uh, to that team. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I agree. I think we're going to lose him, unfortunately, and he's done a really nice job. And, uh, you know, look, uh, I get it with the three plays in a row, but uh, there's really not much for me to criticize about the play calling from last game. I mean, they dominated really the last couple of weeks. It's been good. Um, and, you know, I think part of that as well is, is you know, Hurts coming into his own. I mean, I think you're starting to read, uh, you know, tidbits here and there about Hertz checking into something or seeing something. Um, You know, I've seen a couple instances of players making reference to that. Um, You know, we had the nice fourth down shot to Devontae Smith this game. Um, So, you know, I think it's a combination of things. Yeah, certainly he's calling great plays, and I also think you're seeing the maturation of Jalen Hurts in terms of, you know, checking into the, you know, the right read.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that that kind of brings up a point I wanted to make is, like, is is Hertz the most improved QB in history? Because, um, you know, Orlovsky and I saw uh, Rex Ryan on, I think it's GetUp. Uh, Orlovsky had that tweet also in, in, on GetUp. He was saying about how he thinks he is. And, and it is pretty amazing. I mean, we... we coming into this season we were talking about hey if Hurts could have you know the jump that Josh Allen had uh, from his season to that one which was like an MVP like season um, I mean it would be amazing but it seems like Hurts has even surpassed that at this point Um, so I I think it might be actually the best, the most improved QB in history at this point from one season to the next. Uh, Yeah. Last season he was good, but I'd say he was more of a facilitator. Um, One of his biggest strengths was he wasn't turning the ball over. If that had happened a little bit more often, I could have seen a lot more doubt Um, uh, by the end of the season. It seemed like the fan base was split with how he was doing. And now everybody has completely bought in and there's no reason why not to.
2: Yeah. I mean, mean, look, I, I, I didn't think uh, he could take this leap. I was pulling for him. I said it multiple times. He's everything you want in terms of mentality, hard worker. I love that he worked with the the QB guy in the offseason. Frankly, I just didn't see that he could get this good in one year, and I'm thrilled to see it. I hope he does the exact same thing every offseason. I hope he goes back to that QB guy. Um, But with that said, I think we have to recognize that it's just the team and the scheme, right? It's not Jalen. Uh,
1: yeah, Mike, maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe Micah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was great. Like Micah Parsons. Uh, oh, and, and kind of highlighting how awesome Jalen hurts is, you know, I, I guess, uh, in his press conference, no one, no one uh, was asking about the bears defense. It was all like, you know, these hypotheticals and whatever, and, and talking about it, Micah Parsons comment. And then Hertz just starts rattling off stuff about the bears defense and how good the bears are and what they can do on the defensive side. Like he, he really is the, he is a really a rare breed when it comes to quarterbacks. Cause he's the coach's son. He's the, he's the, you know, guy who works his ass off. And he has a bunch of physical talents and he's, he's getting the most of it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to argue right now. Most improved quarterback in NFL history. It's, it's certainly up there, but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen certainly made a huge jump. I think people were able to wrap their head around that one a little bit easier. uh, Cause it's like, he always had that cannon arm. He just dialed in the accuracy. But again, that's really the only one. I can think of. I guess what I would have to say is that first year Peyton Manning, when he threw what was it like 27 mm-hmm. interceptions and then ended up becoming an MVP himself, maybe that's an argument, but um yeah, you know, that I mean, that would be the difference my, there, would, Sean is yeah.
2: like you know, Peyton Manning was a number one pick, right? Everyone knew he had the talent, everyone knew Josh Allen had the arm. I think the difference in the surprising thing with Hertz is, I mean, one, he was a second-round pick. Most people think he was even over- overdrafted in the second round, and everyone questioned his arm talent. Um, you know, So I think that's what makes him so unique and so impressive. The other guys, it was a matter of putting it all together. Everyone knew they had the physical tools and the talent. But with Hertz, I think there was significant doubt if he actually had the
1: talent, and he's proven that he does. I, I will say, we might actually just popped in my head be overlooking Tom Brady. Uh, oh, I, think yeah, about I, so. I mean, Brady. Yeah, Brady, I, didn't, he, I didn't think about that until right now, but yeah. I'm sorry, Sean. No, no. Say? I
0: mean, I, I guess we're splitting hairs here, but like yeah. Brady came in that year and then like played really well, got him to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. I mean, I guess he improved. <laughs> His improvement came from, you know, being like a six round pick and being a backup at Michigan to becoming, well, you know, arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, but like actually, from when he started to the league, you know, he was playing at a pretty high level. That's why Drew Bledsoe, who was also playing at a high level and got injured, they he couldn't Belichick couldn't put him back in because
1: Brady was playing that much better. It's crazy i don't disagree and i guess that brings up another question that i have for you guys is i mean we, we were talking before about the contract you might get and we were talking i think speculating you know four-year deals but it seems like at this point at least from the way i'm looking at it i think you got to go like a six or seven year deal i mean would it be crazy and i'm thinking numbers like giving him like six years 310 and like 225 guaranteed i mean for sean i know that that's an easy one sean signed that check right away but i mean rob do you think that's insane what are you thinking i
2: i don't know to me seven years seems a little long in the nfl these days i mean i guess if you're him you lock up the most guaranteed you can but you know there's it's interesting because from his perspective you could almost make two arguments right you could there's quarterbacks that just want the longest deal possible, get the long term financial security. It's 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 almost becoming like the baseball model, right? Like a Mahomes um, where these guys deal, yeah. are getting the 10, 13 year deals in baseball. Now those are fully guaranteed. Um, you know, like Mahomes did. But there's also the argument the cap goes up every single year. Um, these guys could do like a five year deal and hit free agency again while they're still, you know, in their prime. So you know, it's a balancing act for Hertz. Do you want to take the risk and, and potentially hit the open market again sooner and make even more money? Or do you want to take the long-term security? I personally, I'd probably I'd probably go around five years and, you know, you figure it out from there. You extend them. I mean, you know, these guys are constantly being extended, tweaked, whatever. Um, but who knows? I, you know, Howie's proven one thing. He knows how to manage the cap. So... And look, I'm I'm sure, I know they can't technically sign anything yet. I'm sure these discussions are probably already occurring and how he has an idea of where he's going to end up. Um, I think I even saw something speculating, you know, could he sign a deal uh, after the regular season and before the playoffs? Technically, I think he can by the rules yeah. as soon as the regular season's over. Um, I do think, and, and we touched on this before, how he is going to want to get out on it early Yeah, He's going to want to set the market versus letting some of these other QBs set the market for him.
0: Well, if I'm Jalen hurts agent, no way am I letting him sign a deal before the playoffs, especially if they're the number one seed, because, you know, the way he's been playing, if they're a number one seed, I mean, you get to a Super Bowl, your price, uh, you know, you can add a nice little uh, chunk to it. It's crazy. The market's insane, right? Because Deshaun Watson got $250 million guaranteed. Uh, look what's going on there. Russell Wilson re-signed for that massive deal. Kyler Murray re-signed for that massive deal. Lamar Jackson hasn't even gotten paid, but you can make a good case right now that Hertz is, uh, I mean, certainly this year, Hertz is outplaying Lamar Jackson. So I I really, he's going to get paid in a massive way, but it'll be interesting to see like where the market settles for him.
2: Yeah, the yeah. you know, the the, the challenge is going to be, frankly, um, you know, we have enjoyed this, like, five-year window here, uh, you know, with the QB on a rookie contract. And I guess maybe that's not even fair to say all this time because we also had Carson's dead money for, uh, you know, a year or two there. But, um, you know, money's going to get thinner because uh, obviously he's going to get paid. and And, you know, there are ramifications down the roster for that. So hopefully the deal doesn't go too crazy and we still have a little money to spread around.
1: Oh, nice. Um, And then I I agree with what you're saying there, Rob. Uh, The other thing I found interesting is that people were, I think there was a column out that said like, if you're Hertz, you don't sign until Burrow and Herbert sign, and then it's like, well, if you're Burrow, then you why wouldn't you wait till Hertz and you know Herbert sign? If you're Herbert, why wouldn't you do the same? So it will be a little it will be a little interesting to see who out of those guys who signs first, who gets their extension, and what takes place. So let me ask you this:
2: between Herbert, Burrow, uh, Hertz. And Lamar,
0: who's getting the biggest deal? Oh man, that's a great question. Hurro Herbert hurts Lamar. Oh man, because you could make you could make a case for a lot of these guys. Say whoever signs last. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, because Burrow, like the Bengals, are kind of cheap, and he also has one ACL already. But he's asked. also
2: like the sole reason that kind of made them relevant
0: again. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, they're obviously going to have to sign him chargers. Same thing. Like Herbert hasn't really done much in the playoffs um, or hasn't even gotten into the playoffs yet, but his, his like physically that cannon of an arm, you got to talk yourself into it. I think, I think Lamar might have the hardest time getting a deal. Honestly, uh, out of those guys, I mean, I'm sure he will get paid, but getting that massive deal that he wanted, and he's negotiating it himself, so uh, I think that's gonna hurt him. I, I'm gonna say, I and I don't think Hertz will get the biggest deal because I think Howie will get it done early to avoid that. I'm gonna just go out and live and say Burrow ends up getting the biggest deal, even though the Bengals are kind of a cheap organization.
2: Yeah, I think I agree. I actually was thinking Burrow as well. I just think um and he's you know, got to he a, Super a lot Bowl. of hype. He's already been to the Super Bowl. Um and and really I think he kind of turned that whole franchise around. Um so I I think I don't think they're going to have a choice.
0: I mean, we're we're having these hypotheticals right now because this team at 12 and 1 again, I was accused of being a Homer saying the year we're going to go 12 and five. Now I look like a hater because they're 12 and <laughs> one, four games left. I That's think, amazing. Start, I think we start to have to have to start talking about, is this the greatest regular season in Eagles history? Now we have four games left, but I mean, especially the, the amount of points they've won these last couple of games. I mean, you're really comparing it to the 2017 team that went 13 and three, with resting their starters that last game in the, and the 2004 team uh, that also went 13 and three. And I think they rested starters. I think they may have rested the starters both weeks. I think if they can finish with two win or two losses at the end of the season, it's going to be a tough case to say that, that this wasn't the, the greatest Eagles regular season of all time.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think part of it could be a little bit of recency bias, right? But, but uh, And I text you guys, I think, this week. I mean, it seems like, you know, the past month or so, I've just been waiting for the playoffs uh, in my mind. And I don't remember a time watching the Eagles where I've ever felt, you know, more confident going into, into games, but then also just, you know, waiting for the playoffs like I am this season now. You uh, did bring up some past teams that are Sean, but I, this, you might be right. I, I hate to say it and maybe you'd have to dig a little bit deeper, but just with the way this team is playing. And I think just overall on both sides of the ball, um, it, it might be the most talent that we've ever had. Now. I mean, you could talk about um, what we've had in the past, but it just seems like defensively we're pretty, we're pretty solid uh, as well as offensively. I mean, it just doesn't seem like, it seems like we could get ahead when we need to, and if we happen to be behind, we're able to come back.
2: Yeah, it's a balanced team. I, I think you could easily make that argument, and i probably lean toward yes. And part of me hates this argument because ultimately being the best regular season team doesn't mean anything uh, yeah. if you don't win in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I almost want to table this discussion until we see uh, <laughs> how they do. Um, yeah, no, yeah I, almost- I mean, look
0: no one wants and, to talk about it because if you talk about it then you're like oh my jinxing it but honestly let's get real a- at this point anything less than a super bowl win feels like a disappointment um and it's, yeah, it's i hear you really and, an and the interesting thing
2: is i guess at least for both this year and 2017 you know, no one really expected it coming into the year, right? I mean, we yeah. we knew we had the potential to be a good team, but we didn't think like you said Sean that we would be 12 and 1. And quite honestly going into 217, no one really thought we were winning the Super Bowl that year either. So, um, you know, sometimes it just comes out and surprises you. I don't remember in 2004. I mean, I think there were pretty high expectations coming into that season. Um, but you know, yeah, so I think you can make that argument. I, I do, but at the same time, I hate the argument.
0: Taking a quick break here to talk about win bet. Oh, man, if you're getting down on the birds, you got to do it over at win bet. Just head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet. They have a ton of great offers, including bet $100, win $100 in free bets. Very easy to get up, set up uh, over there. Tons of uh, states they're active in, including New Jersey, a.k.a. there's a lot of birds fans in New Jersey and uh, New Jersey has the win bet online casino 100% deposit bonus with that as well. So many good opportunities and build your own bet. You can build together a Eagles onslaught uh, you know, parlay some Jalen Hurts passing touchdowns and some over receiving yards and uh next thing you know who if, if the eagles win you win big and uh, as always go to slash winbet offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com I'll see you 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-47 Hundred and also uh, underdog fantasy. We're back with underdog fantasy. It is super fun to play. Uh, playoff best ball, which you can already do, is uh, is super fun to play. It's it's fantasy, best ball, and then they have uh it's this battle royale again. The format is super fun. The Eagles have already locked a spot in the playoffs, so you're gonna want to get in on the action. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, use a promo code SGPN for a hundred hundred uh, percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code sgpn. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. So um You know, moving on, one of the
2: things, and Sean, this kind of parlays into what you said a little earlier, uh, either Sean or Justin, about the defensive line. Uh, But, you know, coming off that Giants game, you know, Brandon Graham had three sacks. Uh, He's now individually up to eight and a half sacks. You know, he is 34 years old. I think it's 34. Yes, 34 years old. Um, coming off an Achilles injury last year, which is a tough injury, especially you know for a guy that's 34, could he does he have an argument for comeback player of the year? I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting this kind of production from Brandon Graham. Uh, you know, coming in the season, I, I even remember listening to some press conferences where. You know, he was kind of even seemingly kind of conceding that his role might kind of change a little bit as he gets older. And you know, it seems like his production's as high as ever.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. He's he's kind of slid into that Chris Long role where he's he's in there for a limited number of snaps, but his efficiency on those limited number of snaps uh, is awesome. Like when he went down with the Achilles, like when an old guy like that gets an Achilles, I just kind of assume it could be the end. And instead he's having like one of his best years. I mean, I don't think he will win comeback player of the year. I just Googled his odds. They're not there. Uh, he's off the board because you have quarterbacks like Geno Smith. Uh, you know, you have Christian McCaffrey, like bigger name, offensive players, that are, you know, having good seasons coming off injuries. But again, he's been a huge part of this team and you know, kudos to kudos to Jonathan Gannon. Like he's done an awesome job scheming up the pass rush and rotating that defensive line, keeping these guys fresh and he's whatever formula they have right now has
1: just been off the charts. Yeah, no, I do like it though. I like that you were you brought him up, Rob. Uh... Yeah, I I mean, he's been playing out of his mind recently, and it's been great to see him this season. I do like how you brought up that he's 34. You made him sound so old, and as a guy who's going to be 40 soon, it just seems sad. Well, you are right as an athlete. You're also
2: not playing football, so...
1: how about that attitude yeah maybe i need to get in there uh but no, yeah he's he's been playing great it would be nice to see uh him in the mix for uh comeback player of the year a little bit more he does seem to be getting overlooked uh maybe it's just because he's on the defensive side of the ball and you know those offensive guys seem to always win that but um yeah man he's he's been fun to watch this season for sure and he's um, such
2: a good guy. He's another guy that's like just great to root for. Um,
0: yeah. No, he, he reminds me of like Connor Barwin. Uh, but better, no offense, Justin and oh, you know, Connor Barwin, <laughs> even Chris Long, who you know, was nice enough to do our podcast, uh, and and good dude, and you know, does a ton of charity work, he's just like a fun guy. But Brandon Graham even takes it to the next level because he's always been an eagle, and it's kind of that redemption story where you know he was drafted and everyone said we should have taken Jamal Adams. And, you know, he was kind of like labeled as a bust and, you know, was getting into it with chip Kelly and had a rookie, you know, had like a Rocky start and now has really found his own. Um, was who, it Jamal uh, Adams or Earl Thomas? I'm oh, sorry, remember. Earl Thomas. Yeah, you're right. That's what I thought. Mm. Yeah. Cause the Jamal Adams is younger. Uh, speaking of safeties though, and the bears preview itself, it sounds like, and I was surprised. I assumed, Uh, with Reed Blankenship, probably missing the game that they would start Kavon Wallace, but they brought back in Anthony Harris and, you know, was not off the street, but he was on, I think he was on the Broncos practice squad, not playing in games. I mean, I'll be honest. I I think, and I've done, like I did a a bears podcast and I, people ask me like, Oh, what are the bears going to do that you're worried about? it's kind of tough to come up with a a list right now, the way the Eagles are playing so well. I do think that one thing that could worry me is Anthony Harris, him coming in off the street and us starting them. I could see maybe their tight end or someone, uh, or maybe not getting the run support, but I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I'm slightly concerned about Anthony Harris and probably my biggest concern for the game.
2: Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you. I mean, I'm not overly worried about it um, because I just don't think they have the passing game to really expose him. Quite honestly, I mean, what receivers are they really throwing to? Uh, you know, that really scare you. I, I am. Uh, you know, I think if there's a game that we can get by a little weak on safety, that this game is probably a good one to go in. Um, I think we need to focus more on the run. But um, you know, is it going to be a weakness this week? Yes. Um, I'm just not sure the Bears have the tools to expose it.
1: Yeah, I'm with Rob on that one. Um, I also think, too, I mean, we still have Kayvon Wallace, who – I thought he was actually going to be filling some of that role as well. Um, granted, he hasn't looked amazing by any means. I mean, Blankenship was able to beat him out for the role. Um, so, yeah, between Kayvon and, and Anthony Harris, I think it is a little bit of a concern, as you said, Sean. But I'm with Rob here. I mean, I don't know if they really have the passing game. I mean, Fields can throw some every now and then, but it, it's obviously not as armed that people are too worried about. Um, and, and if there is one position that – you know can kind of sit back a little bit and and clean things up it's a safety position so as far as getting beat unless you're taking a really bad angle or you get completely you know um confused out there should be all right yeah and and
0: um you know again obviously jonathan gannon if there is a weakness that guy can scheme around it i mean he's he's one of the if there is a defensive coordinator of the year, uh, Jonathan Gannon is right up there. I know Rob started a mail-in campaign, but uh, he's looking pretty good. Ro- I- that's right. <laughs> Rob, are you worried at all? I mean, besides Gannon's shenanigans,
2: no. I mean, I, I I think the biggest key to the game is really just stopping Fields' run, right? Maybe you have someone spy him. I mean, I think that's where they make plays, and and it kind of centers around him. Thus, you know, right now, so. You know, I think we can do it with our D-line. I think we'll get pressure. I think, you know, you just have to contain the edges and, you know, not let the pressure get past him where he can get the big yards, uh, you know, the big gains. So, uh, to me, that's the key of the game going in is just stopping Fields' running ability and, you know, I think we've shown that we have the ability to do so.
1: Yeah, I agree. Don't let him get on the outside and and uh, you know, don't don't run back him because he'll, uh, he takes a little while to get through his progressions. Uh, you can certainly get to him, but, uh, you can't be too aggressive because then I'll burn you and just run around the side, run around the edge.
0: Yeah. And their defense is so bad. I, I, and we get Dallas Goddard back. Like the offense should just really be able to move the ball. All right, let's close it out strong. What is your, uh, score prediction and who will be the Eagles player of the game? I feel like Rob, you've been on a heater just calling uh, Miles Sanders to go for some, go for some nice games. I'm going to say AJ Brown game loading. I mean, every game feels like an AJ Brown game, but their pass defense is really suspect. And I 34, 17 Eagles continue to roll. I know there's a chance for a look ahead spot here, but I think especially with Hertz as your leader, this team is going to come in their focus. So give me the Eagles 34, 17 and keep it chalky, but give me AJ Brown.
1: Nice. I like the offensive call there, Sean. I I think I'm going to take the defensive side of the ball. I know Fields is frisky and he can get out of there, but uh, uh, I, you know, Cox has started to come around uh, especially like the last three or four games, it seems like. And, and I think with uh, getting Lindvall in there and, and um, Sue it's eliminated some of the double teams that he's had. So I'm going to call him for, to have at least one sack this game and, Uh, disrupt some things in there especially in the inside so uh cox is going to be my player of the game and i'm gonna agree with you i think we're going to hit 30 at least i'm going to say 36 uh 13 oh i like it nice random score there (laughs) Rob. what do you got
2: all right we're all in the same range i'm at 34 13 i don't think the game's particularly close I just think you know the Bears are outmatched on this one, and and you know Sean, I think maybe as you noted or or had in the rundown that this is really a game that the team needs to come out and take care of business, not think ahead to Dallas, um, you know next week. I think this is an easy game to do so, but uh, you know if the team's focused, they should win this. I'm in, you know, I'm gonna keep the train rolling with Miles Sanders. He's been performing with my picks. I feel like I can't break the streak, so you know, I'm sticking with him for player of the game.
0: Keep the heater alive. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at diehard Eagles, 52 subscribe, toss us a nice uh, rating and review. And we got a bunch of diehard Eagles, uh, merch in the SGPN store. And next week it is the week Dallas week for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green for Rob for Justin go birds. Go Birds! Go Birds!